Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Here's Trey Ford, takes the snap, takes the drop back. He's waiting, he's pumping once, now he's taken off. He's across the 10, he's across the 5. The deuce is loose, touchdown Elks! Trey Ford into the end zone. Ford in the pocket, trying to dance around, rolls to the left side now, and goes deep down the field, and that's complete inside the 40, and still on his feet and heading to the end zone at the 5, and it's touchdown Edmonton. Gino Lewis with the touchdown and the Elks with a last minute TD in the first half. We'll see what he does here as he takes the first snap of the second half and will roll to the right side. Looks to go deep. He's got a man wide open and it is complete. And it is Gavin Cobb inside the 10 to the 5 and out of bounds at the 3 yard line. Oh no. But what a play. The big man's under center now. He'll dive over the line. And they're up, Edmonton. Touchdown, Alex Taylor Cornelius. Okay, the scoring plays and a big play. That long bomb to Gavin Cobb to start the third quarter there with Morley and Dave on the call. Uh, I had Mark Cordy on the show in the last half hour talked about the uh, the Geno Lewis touchdown late in the first half. Gavin Cobb touchdown early in the second half. Huge plays uh, to be able to put points on the board there. Start the third quarter in style. Third quarter has been bad for the Elks this season, so they kind of set a tone with the big play and the touchdown right away to extend their lead, beating Ottawa 30-20. This portion of Inside Sports presented by Cougar Paint Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. We do have uh, the Elks this week coming up at 7.30 tonight with Morley Scott and, of course, a lot of uh, Elks and Oilers talk here on Inside Sports. The Labor Day game is one week from today probably uh, start of the third quarter in exactly a week from now. The countdown to kickoff will be 3.30 on Labor Day Monday game at 5 as the Elks try to make it three in a row against the Stampeders who are not having a great year. They do uh, put up a lot of passing yardage but they, they're 3-8 and eight on the season. The Elks are 2-9 and nine. Hamilton's 4-6 and six. Ottawa's 3-8 and eight. so the Elks got a pass those three teams, basically, uh, Saskatchewan five and five. The problem with Saskatchewan, I, I still don't think Saskatchewan is very good, even though they're five and five. And I know they beat BC, who's faltered a little bit lately, uh, lately, lately. But the, the Elks, even if they beat Saskatchewan uh, coming up in September, Saskatchewan has the season series, so that that's going to be tough to track down the Riders. Track down the other three teams, it's possible. Still going to be difficult. I, I gotta temper the enthusiasm here, and and look, you should feel great. I think Trey Ford's exciting. They've scored nine offensive touchdowns in their last three games. Didn't beat Winnipeg, but you know had the lead. At least we're in the game. Uh, beat Hamilton. Beat Ottawa. I the I think the mood has shifted. Is that you can watch an Elks game and feel like you're going to see your team do something with the ball. 
Maybe they're not going to win. I'm sure they're still going to have some issues throughout the season. They're not a perfect team. They got some youth. I, I, I think they still take too many penalties that are avoidable, all that kind of stuff. But I think you could sit there and think, we might have a quarterback, and we got a guy who's going to move the ball and can get away from pressure and is playing quite confident. And I think that's that's really important, especially since what they went through, uh, you know, with Cornelius and with Stephen McAdoo calling the plays. So it's it shifted a little bit. I said, maybe it shifted a lot. And, and I was saying all summer as, as the losses mounted, I, I said, I'm not uh, talking about playoffs. I'm not talking about improving on last year. I'm not talking about any of that until they win a game. Until they win one game, I said I wasn't going to talk about any other possibilities in the standings. Well, while I was away, they won two games. So I will talk about that. And again, 2-9 and nine is not a good record, but you're only a win behind Calgary. You're only a win behind Ottawa and two wins behind Hamilton for a potential crossover. Hamilton has a game in hand, so it might be tough. Um, but at least now you can say, hey, they got a chance against Calgary. It's not an offense that's going to struggle to even get first downs. It's an offense that should be able to score. Calgary gets a lot of passing yards, but they're not a great team. I mean, Calgary um, has allowed the most points in the league at 294. Elks have allowed 280, and the defense has looked pretty good the last two games. So there, there's some interest here. There's a chance to, there's a chance to do something and keep the games interesting into the second half of the season, which is is important given where we were three weeks ago. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Kellen, what do we have coming in? Oh, let's uh, take a look at the text line here, and uh, we'll start with our old friend Roadhammer, who says, "Read, missed you, buddy. Hope you have a or had a great vacation. Now get the blank back to work, slacker. Just kidding. <laughs> great to hear your voice." So our old buddy Roadhammer says, uh, "Welcome back." Nice to hear from Roadhammer, who is our Sylvan Lake Alliance of Wrestling champion, the, the Slaw. Slaw. And thank you for the shirts, Roadhammer. Mm-hmm, thank he, you. He dropped off. Uh, you got a shirt too, did you not, Kellen? I did, yes. I believe Roadhammer got one of our canned ham shirts. Mm-hmm. And Roadhammer gave us a couple shirts. Uh, is that his band? I think it's his band, isn't I, it? I think so. It must fit, be his band. It, it fits good in the gym when I'm uh, hanging and oh, uh, that's banging your wor- with the weights. That's your workout there. shirt, that's workout Kellen. workout shirt. Nice. Baby. You got okay, it. Okay, well, that is actually the nicest shirt I own, so I'll probably be wearing that to weddings and stuff. <laughs> thank you to right uh, Roadhammer for that shirt. 7804. What else? Mm-hmm. Professor Eric texted and says, Hello, Reed. Welcome back. I'm still on cloud nine with this Elks win last night. If they beat Calgary on Labor Day, I might just have to cancel my finance classes the next day. <laughs> Let's go double E. So if you are a student of Professor Eric's, uh, you, you know, hope for an Elks he's, win. He's not, I, I assume he was, he's a, a post-secondary Professor, there you go, kids. He, if the Elks win, and it's a, it is a late game on Labor Day. It is. A lot of times, it's the two o'clock start. We're getting a, a five o'clock game here, so there you have it from Professor Eric. It's, I, I mean, look, if if they lose both, then I think you can kiss the playoffs goodbye. Um, now there probably will still be some entertaining games. As I was saying, they're better. They look better. I think Trey Ford gives a lot of hope. I think even if the Elks miss the playoffs, which is still possible and quite frankly, I think still the most likely scenario, but man, oh man, if Ford plays well in this final seven games, then you might start thinking like, okay, there's actually a step forward with quarterback. There's actually a step forward with the offense. But this, yeah, this Labor Day series is huge. It, it, again, if you lose both, I, I think you can kiss the playoffs goodbye, though I think the games will still be fun to watch. 
if you win both, you got a huge advantage on Calgary because you're a game ahead with the tiebreaker, and then you're trying to track down Saskatchewan or an East crossover. If you split, uh, it's not over. It makes it tougher. And don't forget, if they split with Calgary, the season series is total points. So that is something to remember. If, if the Elks and Calgary split this series, um, but, but the Elks outscore Calgary, they remain a win behind. If Calgary outscores Edmonton, then they basically have a two-game lead because the wins would be four to three, but Calgary would also have the tiebreaker. So Edmonton would have to outplay them by two in the final five games, which would be tough. So, hey, at least we're talking about these combinations as opposed to 0-11 and shutouts or not scoring points or all that kind of stuff. All right, what else, Kellen? Mm-hmm. A few hashtag let Trey cook. Let the let Trey cook hashtag. That started on Inside Sports. The <laughs> they night, showed up uh, again tonight. They showed up again. Well, he was cooking. He, so here's the thing. We know what football is like, and Canadian football has been like this a long time. The quarterback has to move around. I know there have been guys more in the Ricky Ray mold who weren't as mobile, though Ricky, you know, could scramble a little bit when he really needed to, um, but he but he wasn't, you know, a classic runner. You wouldn't really call a running play for him. But the, the CFL field is big. There's room for the receivers to run around. You need a guy who can extend plays and then who can also take off sometimes. Ford yesterday had 10 carries for 74 yards. I think two or three of those were called quarterback draws. The other ones were passes where he's just – that play in the third quarter when he dodged five guys and didn't gain any yards, that was the most exciting zero-yard gain I've ever seen. So – and now we've seen this takeover probably in the last decade or so in the NFL as well that, that quarterbacks are getting more and more by. Like Patrick Mahomes, the creativity, the change in the arm angle. Uh, Buffalo has the big guy who can move in, uh, Josh Allen, uh, that they call running plays for him where he'll just roll to the outside and take off and try to steamroll guys. So, yeah, it's you need that mobility at quarterback. And the thing with Ford is he's still looking downfield. He made a, a, that pass to, uh, to Geno Lewis. Uh, Geno had to jump for it a little bit, but he was right at the line of scrimmage, saw Lewis, still made the pass. And then I thought an excellent play in the fourth quarter on second and 10 after a quarterback draw had been snuffed out. And he rolls to his left, and he gave that sidearm flip back against, his, back against the grain into the middle of the field to hit Arsenal for a big first down. That was a Mahomes-esque play. I mean, I'm not comparing him... To, to Patrick Mahomes, I'm just saying that's the type of throw you see Mahomes make quite frequently. You're getting out of trouble and then still finding somebody. So that's the encouraging thing about Ford. I will bring this up because I like to present as much information and, and sides of the argument as possible. And I, and I said this earlier in the year. Um, I mean, this was probably three, four games into the year when Ford wasn't even dressing or he was the third string. And I, I spoke to somebody whose opinion I trust about football who said Trey Ford is very good, but this individual's concern was that he's not a huge guy um, in, in the world of football. And because he is a scrambler and because he can become a runner, he's going to take some hits. And this person said it's different being hit by pros than it was getting, than it was getting hit by U-sports football players. So 
Yeah, that, that's the – I mean, look, a quarterback getting injured is always a concern. Maybe there's a little bit more of it for Ford, given his uh, size and because he does move around a lot. He's, he's probably going to take some hits. Now, having said that, he got hit pretty hard a couple of times last night, and it clearly didn't affect his play. He had a perfect quarterback rating of 158.3. I, I believe perfect is pretty good. Maybe not good enough for some fans. <laughs> but <laughs> – when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> but pretty good. All right, what else, Kel? Uh Yes, by the way, you can go back to the show last week when Dave had the uh, pro football focus guy on, too, to dive a little bit more into the analytics and how it works and everything like that. It was a very fun half-hour read. It was awesome. Uh, Pauly and Macaulay texting in. This one's a little wordy here, so I'll, I'll get to it here. He says, Hi, Reed. Have you given any thought to the Elks' woes from a different angle? Here's what I mean. As you probably know, there is a major neighborhood reconstruction in Macaulay. Sidewalks are torn out, difficult to drive or even walk around Commonwealth Stadium. Have you ever considered that the city of Edmonton wants the Elks to have low attendance while that is going on? The fewer people who have to deal with the construction, the fewer people are mad at the city. So they conspired with Chris Jones and Victor Quee to have a bad team until the neighborhood work is done. Now that things are starting to get done, they fire Quee to cover it up and bring in Ford as the quarterback to start building hope for next season uh, from Pauly in Macaulay. Uh, what say you? Uh, I, I having difficult formulating a thought on that text. Uh, that is, I, I'm just gonna say, nah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Paulie and Macaulay is is being serious or if he's having a little fun with us because um, uh, we get some interesting conspiracy theories at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will assume Paulie is being serious, and and no, I I do not think that the Elks uh, uh, home losing streak that ended yesterday was a ploy by the city of Edmonton and the team to distract from neighborhood reconstruction in Macaulay, <laughs> which I'm fully uh, aware of because until recently I lived in the neighborhood and my parents still live there. Mm. Uh, and I'm well aware of the difficulties in getting around, at least the area my parents are in. Uh, <laughs> that if, wow, if Polly is, is that, is, that is quite the, you know what? We'll give Polly a canned ham t-shirt for having the conspiracy of the night. Love it for sure. I, I, that, wow. That's uh, either Polly is the funniest man in Macaulay or the most paranoid man in Macaulay. I, I one have, one or the other. I have memories of the old sacrificial <laughs> lamb that was buried out in the parking lot of Rexall place during the decade of darkness vibes. Wow, um, with the Oilers, that is, nothing uh, from that text, right? That, that is, that is really something. I, I I certainly never thought of that, but thank you, Polly, for lending that to the conversation on the team and and the neighborhood reconstruction. We do touch on a lot of different topics here on the show. Mm-hmm. There we go. You are in the know for sure. Uh, Counselor Krusty texting in and saying, Reed, I'm happy to see Ford move the sticks with his legs, but do you think there's any danger that the receivers will get mad that he doesn't throw them or throw to them enough? Again, from Counselor Krusty, who actually showed up to camp this time. Uh, I, I don't think the receivers will get mad if 
Ford moves the chains and the team is winning or they eventually get the ball into the end zone. Yeah, I, I mean, I realize, like I said, probably six, seven, maybe eight of Ford's runs yesterday were called as passes. So sure, there was a receiver hoping to get the ball that didn't get it. But, uh, I mean, these guys want to win. I, especially the way this season has been going, I, I don't really think they care how they win, who gets the yards, who scores the points. I, I think they just want to win. I, I mean, look, if it's, if it's a losing team, if he's missing open guys to run for himself and then not get first yards, well, sure, then you might have a little bit of like, come on, man, get me the ball. But as I was saying, he's still looking down the field. There were several plays yesterday on which Ford scrambled and then still passed. The long touchdown to Geno Lewis was one of them. I I mean, he escaped some pressure, and you saw him make a little hand motion to direct traffic and then still fire the ball to Lewis. So I think when Ford is on the move, his initial wish is to still find someone to throw the ball to. So I, I no, I don't think that the, the receivers would get irritated if he runs sometimes and, and makes plays. You're going to hear what Trey Ford had to say after last night's game when we get back inside sports on Chet. Your home for all the news and expert opinion inside sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Blue Jays leading the Nationals. They used to be the Expos. Uh, 5-3 in the top of the fifth at Rogers Center. Okay, uh, Trey Ford yesterday, uh, here are the numbers. He uh, was 15 for 18 for 317 yards. He had uh, 10 carries for 74 yards. For the three, he, he he hasn't thrown the ball a lot, interestingly enough. Uh, 16 attempts in his first game, 18 attempts in the last two, but pretty efficient. Uh, 40 for 52 for four touchdowns, one interception, 680 yards, and of course, running as well, 20 carries for 184 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, Trey Ford talked to Morley and Dave after last night's win. Super special, you know, to get the get the first home win of the season and, uh, you know, break the streak and just feel like we're taking steps in the right direction. Uh, winning two back-to-back games, now we've got Calgary back-to-back. Um, and I think there's just a lot of excitement in, in the locker room for us. And uh, a lot of guys are truly believing and starting to buy into what we're doing here. I want to ask you about, you guys have had your issues in the third quarter, and we all know that. Uh, you scored a touchdown two minutes into the third quarter. How important was that touchdown to the, the end result of this game? Yeah, I mean, I think it was definitely huge. I mean, it was a great play call by Jay Jack. He made he made a great call. You know, we, he knew that we've been starting slow in the third quarter and to call a shot play, like a nice double move, get, get the ball downfield and uh, score a touchdown, like you said, two minutes in the third quarter. Uh, definitely kept the spark alive and kept us rolling into the half. So. You speak to uh, Trey about just the, I mean, that front of Ottawa has maybe played you as tough as any team in the last, I'd say, three, four games. They were tough. But tell me about just trying to, you know, how you're able to just kind of stick with it and just uh, just find some answers. Yeah, no, I mean, I got a, their, their front seven was uh, super good. They, I thought they played really, really well. Uh, I felt like I didn't throw a ton on uh, timing and stuff today, a lot of scrambling and getting the ball out uh, a little bit later. But, uh, you know, it might have not been super pretty, you know, from a quarterback perspective. But, you know, a win's a win, and I was able to get the ball downfield and take some shots and get the ball to receivers and let them make some moves. So. 
me about just building off this now and, and that joy you experience now the last two weeks and especially now at home, you know, the first home win for a lot of people in that locker room, a lot of players and coaches. Just tell me about the desire to build off this now and, and, and to have more of this feeling. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is this is what we're going to chase every single week is uh, to obviously get that victory. But, I mean, at the same time, uh, you know, we're, we're going to go celebrate. You know, guys are going to have fun and do whatever they do. But we got to stay locked in and, you know, not let our highs get too high. Like, if, if we just win these two games and lose the rest of the games all season, what were these two games for? So as long as we just keep going and executing, uh, I think we're going to be all right. 317 in the air, 74 more on the ground. Uh, the numbers suggest that it's your best game ever. Do you feel that way of the games you've started? Um, yeah, I felt like it was. Uh, I felt like it was pretty good. I, you know, was a little. Uh, like I said, I was throwing a little bit. I feel like not on timing. It was more scrambling and stuff. But I mean, that's part of my play style. So uh, definitely happy with the performance, and we got a we got a victory. So that's that's the big thing we're aiming for. Regardless of how the quarterback stats play, uh, the victory is the big thing we're searching for. So. All right, love it there from Trey Ford uh, after the Elks 30-20 win over Ottawa yesterday. We got John on the Certainty Hotline. John, go ahead, please. Yeah, hi. How you doing tonight? Good. I just uh, tuned in, so I'm just going to tell you a crazy thing that uh, I did. Well, last week, I bet on the Eskimos to win and Calgary to lose. Okay. I won. And then yesterday, or I made a prediction. I said the Eskimos, or excuse me, the Elks are going to win this game and they're not going to lose another game this year and they're going to squeak into the playoffs well that would be amazing that that would be quite a way to go nine and nine with nine straight losses and nine straight wins but uh it's possible right like i i kept saying when they were oh and whatever it's possible they were going to go oh and 18 that is now impossible it's possible they go nine and nine difficult Maybe not likely, but not impossible. So, John, thanks for your positive energy, and I'm glad your uh, bets would have paid off a little bit for sure. Okay, uh, we got time for more of you, 780-496-0063. I want to touch on uh, a couple other things. Uh, I was at the Canadian Derby on Saturday. That was a lot of fun, and uh, the Nuge got a big win there. It's Inside Sports on Chet. 